1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. Greetings. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Website is scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives, and that's where you go to support this mission of truth. I want to thank all of you who support this podcast, the Patreon subscribers who who are monthly and and really help make this possible, the PayPal uh, uh, donators, the people who send in mail. Uh, I'm always humbled by your generosity and your thoughtfulness and your kindness towards uh, the work that's being done here. I also just wanted to, I just felt led this morning to, to read that passage that, you know, there's no temptation taking you, but such that is common to man. But God is faithful. He will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. You know, I'm not a oblivious to the fact that a lot of people are struggling right now. Um, these are challenging times uh, that we're living in. And some people are dealing with temptation. Some people are, are struggling with faith and doubt. And, you know, you're not alone in, in all these things. This, is, this walk at times can be very, very difficult. It can be very, very hard. You know, this, uh, this race of faith is a marathon. It's long. It's difficult. It's uphill. You fall and fail multiple times. Disappointments. Unanswered prayers. Struggles. Failures. But... We must finish. That's the key. Doesn't mean you're not going to have a little dirt on you, a little mud on your face, but you got to finish. Those who persevere to the end, the same shall be saved. So keep pressing on, keep moving forward, keep getting back up when you get knocked down. Keep getting back up when you trip yourself out of your own foolishness got to just keep getting back up and moving forward and remaining in the faith and believing upon the name of Jesus. Well, let's move forward here. We are looking at and resuming our study in 2 Samuel. We're ready for chapters 3 and chapter 4 today. And uh, we still are not getting to the point where David is king of all Israel. That'll happen next week. And then we start getting into some more interesting things where they go to the Ark of the Covenant comes back into the picture. Those kind of things. Uh, what we're still dealing with in chapter 3 and 4 is still kind of the scuffle, the the civil war-ish type stuff. Um, and these battles between uh, David and, and some of Saul's descendants and... Abner and and all these things that are going on, and so uh, that's what the what chapters three and chapters four deal with. Uh, we it, this chapter three starts with uh, 
listing off some of the sons of David, and you'll see that there's multiple mothers involved. And uh, you can see early on that, you know, David was a man who, who loved the women. And as we all know that in the future, uh, while it's not a problem in this moment, um, it becomes a huge problem in the future uh, when we get to the whole story with Bathsheba and all that. So anyway, that's the stage uh, for today's reading. I pray that it, while it may not be all that exciting, I pray that it still blesses you nonetheless. All right. Without further delay, let's read chapter 3 and chapter 4, 2 Samuel. Chapter 3, verse 1. Now there was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. But David waxed stronger and stronger, and the house of Saul waxed weaker and weaker. And unto David were sons born in Hebron. And his firstborn was Amnon of Ahinoam, the Jezreelitess. And the second was Chiliab of Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Camelite, and the third, Absalom, the son of Makkah, the daughter of Talmiah, king of Gashur. And the fourth, Adnajah, the son of Haggath, and the fifth, Shephahatiah, the son of Abital. And the sixth, Ithrim, by Igla, David's wife. These were born to David in Hebron. And it came to pass, while there was war between the house of Saul and the house of David, that Abner made himself strong for the house of Saul. And Saul had a concubine, whose name was Rizpah, the daughter of Aiah. And Ish-bosheth said to Abner, Wherefore hast thou gone into my father's concubine? Then was Abner very wroth for the words of Ishbosheth, and said, Am I a dog's head, which against Judah do show kindness this day unto the house of Saul thy father, to his brethren and to his friends, and have not delivered thee into the hand of David, that thou chargest me today with a fault concerning this woman? So do God to Abner, and more also except, as the Lord hath sworn to David, even so I do to him, to translate the kingdom from the house of Saul and to set it up for the throne of David over Israel and over Judah from Dan even to Beersheba. And he could not answer Abner a word again because he feared him. And Abner sent messengers to David on his behalf saying, Who is the land? Saying also, Make thy league with me, and behold, my hand shall be with thee to bring about all Israel unto thee. And he said, Well, I will make a league with thee. But one thing I require of thee, that is, thou shalt not see my face, except thou bring Michael, Saul's daughter, when thou comest to see my face. And David sent messengers to Ishbosheth, Saul's son, saying, Deliver me my wife, Michal, which I espoused to me for a hundred foreskins of the Philistines. And Ishbosheth sent and took her from her husband, even from Phalatil, the son of Laish. And her husband went with her along, weeping behind her to Bahurim. Then said Abner to him, Go, return. And she returned. And Abner had communication with the elders of Israel, saying, 
You sought for David in times past to be king over you. Now then, do it. For the Lord hath spoken of David, saying, By the hand of my servant David, I will save my people Israel out of the hand of the Philistines and out of the hand of all their enemies. And Abner also spake in the ears of Benjamin, and Abner went also to speak in the ears of David in Hebron, all that seemed good to Israel, and that seemed good to the whole house of Benjamin. So Abner came to David to Hebron, and twenty men with him. And David made Abner and the men that were with him a feast. And Abner said unto David, I will arise and go, and will gather all Israel unto my lord the king, that they may make a league with thee, that thou mayest reign over all thy heart desireth. And David sent Abner away, and he went in peace. And behold, the servants of David and Joab came from pursuing a troop, and brought in great spoil with them. But Abner was not with David in Hebron, for he had sent him away, and he was gone in peace. And when Joab and all the hosts that was with him were come, they told Joab, saying, Abner the son of Ner came to the king, and he hath sent him away, and he is gone in peace. Then Joab came to the king, and said, What hast thou done? Behold, Abner came unto thee. Why is it that thou hast sent him away, and he is quite gone? Thou knowest, Abner the son of Ner, that he came to deceive thee, and to know thy going out and thy coming in, and to know all that thou doest. And when Joab was come out from David, he sent messengers after Abner, which brought him again from the well of Sirah. But David knew it not. And when Abner was returned to Hebron, Joab took him aside in the gate to speak with him quietly, and smote him there under the fifth rib, that he died for the blood of Asahel his brother. And afterward, when David heard it, he said, I and my kingdom are guiltless before the Lord forever from the blood of Abner the son of Ner. Let it rest on the head of Joab and on his father's house, and let there not fail from the house of Joab one that hath an issue, or that is a leper, or that leaneth on his staff, or that falleth on the sword, or that lacketh bread. So Joab and Abishur, Abishai his brother slew Abner because he had slain their brother Asahel at Gibeon in the battle. And David said to Joab and to all the people that were with him, Rend your clothes and gird you with sackcloth and mourn before Abner. And King David himself followed the buyer. And they buried Abner in Hebron. And the king lifted up his voice, and he wept at the grave of Abner, and all the people wept. And the king lamented over Abner, and he said, Died Abner as a fool dieth? Thy hands were not bound, nor thy feet put into fetters. As a man falleth before wicked men, so fellest thou. And all the people wept again over him. And when all the people came to cause David to eat meat while he was yet day, what was yet day, David swore, saying, So do God do to me, and more also, if I taste bread or aught else till the sun be down. And all the people took notice of it and pleased him, as whatsoever the king did pleased all the people. For all the people and all Israel understood that day that it was not of the king to slay Abner the son of Ner. And the king said unto his servants, Know ye not that there is a prince and a great man falleth this day in Israel? 
and I am this day weak, though anointed king, and these men's, the sons of Zerah, be too hard for me. The Lord shall reward the doer of evil according to his wickedness. And when Saul's son heard that Abner was dead in Hebron, his hands were feeble, and all the Israelites were troubled. And Saul's son had two men that were captains of bands, and the name of one was Baanah, and the name of the other Rechab. And the sons of Rimeon and Barahite, of the children of Benjamin, for Barath also was reckoned to Benjamin. And the Barahites fled to Gitiam, and were sojourners unto this day. And Jonathan, Saul's son, had a son that was lame of his feet, and he was five years old when the tidings came to Saul and Jonathan out of Jezreel. And his nurse took him up and fled, and it came to pass that she made haste to flee, that he fell and became lame. And his name was Mephabosheth. And the sons of Rimon, the Berahite, and, Jah- and Rahab, and Baana went and came about the heat of the day to the house of Ishbosheth, who lay on his bed at noon. And they came thither into the midst of the house as though they would have fetched wheat, and they smote him under the fifth rib, and Rahab and Baana, his brother, escaped. For when they came to the house, he lay on his bed in his bedchamber, and they smote him and slew him and beheaded him and took his head and got them away through the plain all night. And they brought the head of Ishbosheth unto David to Hebron and said to the king, Behold the head of Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, thy enemy, which sought thy life, and the Lord hath avenged my lord the king this day of Saul and of his seed. And David answered Rechab and Baana, his brother, the sons of Rimon, and the Beharite. And he said unto them, As the Lord liveth, who hath redeemed my soul out of all adversity. When one told me, saying, Behold, Saul is dead, thinking to have brought good tidings, I took hold of him and slew him in Ziklag, who thought that I would be, have given him a reward for his tidings. How much more, when wicked men have slain a righteous person in his own house upon his bed, Shall I not therefore now require his blood of your hand and take you away from the earth? And David commanded his young men, and they slew him and cut him off and cut off their hands and their feet and hang them up over the pool in Hebron. But they took the head of Ishbosheth and buried it in the sepulchre of Abner in Hebron. And that is the end of our study for this morning. One thing you can notice about David. He's not interested in tolerating any type of unrighteousness. You know, these guys, they went in and they slayed uh, Ishbosheth, thinking they would get some reward from King David for slaying this, uh, the son of Saul. But in David's eyes, that was wicked to go into a man's own house and slay him while he lays in his bedchamber. And so he had those two executed and hung him up for the whole world to see. David is a righteous man. Just like when the one servant came to David who had finished off Saul, who was was probably going to die anyway, but David took that as an insult. You're going to come to me and think you're going to be rewarded for laying a hand on God's anointed? No, and he had him executed. Very, very interesting. 
Very, very, very interesting stuff. And uh, just the difference in cultures and mindsets is, is pretty amazing as well. Pretty amazing as well. Well, that's all I have for you this morning. I pray that you've been blessed. And I uh, hope you're being encouraged by this podcast. And I uh, just hope that it's helping you with your walk and with your faith. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.